1: What is up everybody? It's been way too long, man. Recruiting chat live with Michael Langston, recruiting analyst for warchant.com, aka the Road Warrior. right <laughs> off this trip up to Colquitt County. Yeah. I heard there's rumors you might be going back into the Peach State later this week, uh, Michael. Crazy. I'm
0: still I'm still figuring the plans out. I don't know what I'm doing yet. I might have one more trip. Um I'll let you guys know when you know it's set in stone, but um I'm still figuring some stuff out, but yeah, I'm trying to do a little more. It's the bye week. You know, I want to give people some kind of stuff since so it's the bye week and get out there and do more traveling out there and get some, uh, you know, see what, what's going on. But um, certainly I will I will definitely want going to see a top prospect uh, in the next day or so. So that's kind of my plan.
1: All right. man. So let us know. Um, actually, before we get to that. Uh, okay. They should subscribe to WordChant.com. Everything Michael's about to tell you has probably already been posted over on the Premium Recruiting Board over on WordChant.com for our valued subscribers over at the Ultimate Semmel Sports Source. Uh, but if they don't want to make the plunge to do that, which I get it, it's money. It's money well spent, though. Uh, what can they do in the meantime? Show some support. Show some love, Michael.
0: Oh, yeah, it's free, man. Hit the like button. It's really easy. Yeah, it's fun. It's the cool thing. Kids are loving it. Like the kids these days want it and it's an easy thing. Like we don't ask a lot of requests. So just uh hitting the like button certainly helps us promote all this stuff and it's great and it's uh easy and um yeah, you know, we like to think keep things easy. So uh just uh do that for us guys and that's really all we ask. You guys give us a lot more than that, but uh if you could just hit the like button.
1: All right, man. I think uh I think Newberg Josh Newberg. I think he tagged a bunch of us not me personally, but like we're maybe even the podcast. Okay. Uh, you went to, you went to Caldwell County, I mean, night car. What's going on? Are, are the knolls trending? Are they surging Michael uh, for this Georgia product?
0: Um, you're talking about night car. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Yeah. I went over there yesterday. I, I think it's fairly open. Um, it, there was, there was certainly a thing where one, I don't think he's going back to Georgia. I don't think that's happening. Um, so for people that had that question, but, I think uh, Miami, I think FSU, I think Colorado, um, I think Penn State are the teams that I think that he's kind of circled the wagons with. Um, so I think right now, I think those are the main teams. And I, th- I also feel, and I said this last night, you know, for people who can read our nuggets and stuff, I feel like while this kid is very good, I've seen him in person like two or three times, I feel like Jeremiah Smith is the one that they're just so locked in on. They want size. Uh, Nye would be more of another slot, but a really good slot, an elite one, as far as I'm concerned. So I I wonder how much the push is going to be there. I haven't heard a full throttle push all the way for FSU, but I have heard they're very interested. Their communication is really picked up. So I think I want to see kind of how that develops. And also, I want to see what comes of these visits. He wants to officially visit Penn State. He said he wants to uh, visit uh, Colorado a few times, which is unofficial and official. And I think obviously he wants to see FSU, and I think he wants to see Miami. Who I think certainly uh, made a big boost. I think FSU and Miami are the teams like that I hear the most frequent because those are the ones that that have worked on the hardest. But I think you know right now that's kind of where where I sit in this. But I think it's a wait and see because he even told me, "Hey, Mike, I'm not doing anything to like you know December." I, I'm, I'm, he's not going to be in a rush to do another decision. So I think um, right now, if I had a gut feeling, you know, I'd say the other three teams I mentioned are probably higher because we're waiting for that full throttle push from FSU. But I do get the sense though, if they did that nigh the is is FSU, you know, that's kind of feeling I get being around Landon, being around this offense, he loves what their offense is doing. That's a big key to Nye that, you know, are they going to pass the ball? And I think um, I think that's really the big deal. So I think that's kind of where things sit with Nye Carr after my visit to Moultrie, Georgia.
1: By the way, Nye is short for Nyquavion. There you go. I ain't calling you Nye ever again. I'm calling you Nyquavion. Nyquavion. That name is beautiful. I love it, man. <laughs> uh, what about Landon Thomas? Anything to glean from uh, what he had to say?
0: Uh, it's pretty standard. Uh, he's going to be here for the Virginia tech game uh, next weekend. Uh, probably going to be here the following weekend and probably going to be here the following weekend after that. So I think, um, he'll be, he'll be there uh, FSU often. Um, I asked him just kind of, you know, his feel for, cause it's kind of different the way calquat uses him and the way FSU is going to use him because he's so, uh, he's such a good receiver, um, for FSU, but. I think, the, or, or or for Colquitt, but they don't need him to do that. So I think the way they use him is blocking and sealing and to do a lot of that stuff. But at FSU, there's going to be a lot more freedom as far as throwing the ball. So um, I think he's very excited about what he's seeing, uh, what are they doing out of Jeheem Bell and Morlock? I think he he really likes the sets they do because it's not just your traditional tight end lineup. He, he likes just how they move them around, slot, outside, you know, different spots in the backfield. So um, I think that that excites him a lot. And, and certainly just the culture. So I think he feels really good about uh, where he's going to be. He told us, like, after the Lee County games, like, look, man, this is where I'm going. So, you know, he's been thinking about it for a few months, you know, to shut it down. And it sounds like, you know, that's where where they're at. But um, certainly a guy that seems to be pretty excited about the way he's going to be used at FSU. and And he's a damn good one. You know, he's going to be a, another big weapon for Chris Thompson and uh, Mike Norvell in that offense.
1: Oh, back to Knight Quavion real quick, Michael. Antoine Stone, is, why wouldn't FSU push for him?
0: Well, they have a lot of spots, and I just gave you, Antoine, the, the reasoning. Uh, they have several slot guys that are already in the class. You have B.J. Gibson. You have. Lane McCoy, who can play outside, in the inside, and you also have Camden Fryer, who's also another slot guy. So they have several slot guys that are already in there. You don't—they need size in this wide receiver room. They don't need uh, consistently just you know keep landing slot guys. Size is what they covet in this class. So, and then Jeremiah Smith has that. Jeremiah is six foot four. He's physical. He's kind of Keon Coleman type built. So that's why the preference is. Focus on him, and you can. You don't want to take too many receivers at the end of the day. So um, I think I think the main thing is is the size is a real big deal to Dugans and Norvell, and that's kind of I think the reasons why I wouldn't say that I wouldn't say they're not pushing for him. I just say that Jeremiah is the kind of the locked in focus of them, and then later if there's a surge where they feel like there's room, I think they'll certainly uh, you know push for Nye. But um, that's kind of the reasons behind it.
1: Oh, our guy here, a spoon, pointing out: Did Landon Thomas drop out of the top 100? I had it. I just ah. had it up there, so maybe I did. I didn't even realize it.
0: No, I mean he's um 33. Um, I think he dropped to 33. Uh, if I'm not mistaken. All right,
1: there you go. Oh, but no, but it, that's uh the industry ranking. But uh, here on on three, right here, is 106 nationally.
0: Okay. Okay. My bad. We'll work
1: on that. I mean, but not to not to have inner, you know, on three, on on three violence. But I mean, look. <laughs> Look where he's ranked at nationally from some of the other services in the 106. So the 106 is a bit of the outlier. So, yeah, 33 is the, the consensus. Okay.
0: okay. Okay. That's what I was looking at. But, um, yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, I mean, I'll be honest. Like, man, when I first started doing this, Aslan, tight ends never got, like, more than a three-star ranking. Always. Like, every year. I mean, Nico Lear was in there. He's the number one tight end in the country. He was three-star. Like, now it's kind of they're getting some value to what they are. I don't think it's a big deal, um, you know, for him dropping. I mean, still essentially a top 100 prospect. Is that severe to me? Yeah, I think that's a little bit too much. I mean, I would definitely have him in the – Firstly, personally, I would have him – I would keep him in the top 30, top 25 because uh, he's that good because he impacts everything around it. But I get it. Other skill guys are going to be more – attractive as far as a prospect uh, compared to the tight end. So I get it if you don't value the tight end as much and it just depends on how you value the tight end. But for me, yeah, I would have probably kept him in the top 50, but uh, I don't think it's a big deal um, whether he's a hundred or whatnot. So um, I, I just don't look at it as like a <laughs> move the needle type of thing for me. Uh, I, I think he's still highly valued and uh, whether he's ranked or whatever, I mean, he is what he is, but, I just think it comes down to what you value more, a talented receiver, quarterback, running back, or you value a tight end. that's That can do a lot of different things. It's just, it's just a, I guess, a preference.
1: Let's get to your questions, everybody. This show is all about you. Get involved. Uh, post your questions in the chat. Uh, we'll pop them up if uh, I feel like it. Weldon Taylor, do we need to worry about Charles Lesser and K.J. Molden flipping?
0: Yep. I covered this guys. Um, if you go to the premier recruiting board, I did a uh, step up to the mic is what I call it on my Tuesday thoughts. I went over this. I, I will address it here now that no, I, I, I think there's concern just because anytime a kid visits, I mean, there's, you have to, you're lying. If you say you're not concerned, if there's not some, uh, just a little bit of concern is it a high concern. No, it's not. I feel confident about both of those guys signing with FSU. I do. I think Charles Leslie will sign with FSU and I expect KJ Bolden to sign with FSU. That's, that's what I expect, but I'm not going to tell him that all the juicy stuff that I put in there cause that's for the premium people. Um, but you know, that's my feeling, you know, regarding their recruitment. I think both of these guys are are likely going to be there uh, either Virginia Tech weekend or Syracuse weekend, the following weekend. So, uh, and I think both of them are probably going to be back for the Duke game from what I was told from, you know, people around them. Um, so, no, I'm not too concerned. I know people get concerned when you know these crews take visits, and then they start getting nervous because FSU's not hosting visits, and it's like I only start worrying when you know they have weekends and they don't come to FSU for visits. Like when that stops, then yeah, that's a sign that you're concerned, but I, I haven't heard anything alarming to me that tells me like, Hey, I think these guys could be flipping their will flip. I, I think I feel good about, you know, where FSU stands with both of them at this point.
1: What are the threats? I've, I've been under a rock just following the team that's four and zero and ranked in the top five. So, <laughs> yeah. Is Florida might be a factor for Charles Lester and what KJ Bullins? Is We're always going to be fearful of Georgia, I imagine.
0: Is there, anything yeah, I mean, else? Yeah, I would say with Charles, you're always fearful with Colorado. Um, certainly with that. There's Colorado scares me more just than Florida, just because I I've, I've mentioned how the connectability to to Dion and stuff like that. But um, you know, Charles visited Florida, you know, he liked it, but then later, you know, when he got back communicating with FSU, you know, everything was cool. And then he put up a tweet, you know, basically he's like locked in, whatever. Um, so I just I just think kids are going to take visits and, and now with social media, it's everyone's so public and free that you, you react in a different way and people don't know. So that's why kind of the question comes up that people are like, well, what is the deal? What is the deal? Is there, these guys a problem? So I'd say Florida and Colorado right now for Charles Lester, if you if there's a threat or of any kind, and then, um, and then you also have, you know, Georgia, Auburn, I think Georgia and Auburn are places he's going to visit. Um so along with FSU several times. So I think this is just stuff you're gonna have to deal with throughout the year, guys. And and I'm gonna be here every week and I'll I'll discuss it, but I, I feel good about you know their situation of where they sit. I think both of those guys are, are valued. Both of those guys are are wanted. There isn't any, oh, they're not recruiting me harder or hard enough or, or whatnot. There's no ill feelings of what FSU is doing on the product on the field. Those kids feel very good about what FSU is doing. So I think it's just a situation where you're gonna have visits and they go visits and they check it out and they're impressed. And and Charles had a good time at Florida, but at the same time, you know, he knows uh, you know how he feels about FSU and he said that. So and I haven't heard anything to really put me in a concern, a very concerned type of state of mind, you know, when it comes to either Charles or, or KJ. So that's kind of where I'm at.
1: Uh, By the way, here, uh, I got my eyes out there, everybody. James Purvis on Facebook wondering, Hey, what's the juicy stuff? Premium people. (laughs) I I know your accounts. Everybody we will lock them down keep it between family and the warchant.com sign,
0: sign up, James. I'm telling you it's worth it, man. Get on board. I mean, trust me, you'll be very happy. You'll love our community. It's a great community. Not trying to sell our stuff, but it, it's like, it, it's worth it. You know? So jump on board.
1: Luis Maez. He was the first one in. Sorry for taking so long to get to you, Luis. Uh, good afternoon from Oklahoma. Shout out sooner state. If you had to pick three positions, Michael, that we would hit in the portal, which would you pick? Luis thinks defensive end, defensive line, so maybe interior, and then safety. Honorable mention, the linebacker.
0: Yeah, uh, Luis, a lot of that depends on what we see them finish with the class with. you know, So I would say outside right now, my personal opinion would be defensive tackle. That will be the number one pick. I think, for FSU from the portal. That will be the number one thing I think they go after. I agree with you in defensive end and linebacker and safety. I think all those are places I think they will address from the portal. Um, I definitely think. I, but a lot of this depends on kind of how what they sign in high school because that's kind of going to dictate the holes. Like I've said before, FSU just doesn't go to the portal just to get, hey, hot names. They're they're filling holes that are major like needs that they feel like – we have to get this guy because this guy, Ken Coleman, Jaheim Bell, you know these guys in the offensive line, you know, Fisk, yeah. you know all of them. These are holes that we're filling that we don't have, and so I think that's what we'll see once the high school thing wraps up. No quarterback? You don't think they'll go into the portal for a quarterback? Could be possible. Um, I, I think it's. I look at this situation with the quarterbacks this year as as almost like an interview where, you know, Jordan's gone. So you guys got to show me and give me a reason why I don't need to go to the portal. So make, you know, like I said, the holes. So I'm not going to rule it out. It's certainly a possibility. So I look at, I'm very interested when all these quarterbacks get in there. It's like, can you be that leader of this offense when Jordan's gone? You know, and that's going to be Mike's ultimate decision. He's going to have to decide. He stuck with Jordan when a lot of people said, man... Here, don't do it coach. Go get a go get a real chance a transfer quarterback and so uh it's really going to just be his call how he feels and I think um but I do think it's a possibility and I think it's going to really depend on how these how comfortable you know Norvo is with these guys uh going into that next season.
1: Speaking of quarterbacks, Easy Living, Michael, do you think Luke Kromanhawk will come in and compete right away in the spring? at quarterback?
0: I think Luke will do really well. Um, If if you're asking me, he wins the job. I think it'll be similar to kind of what we saw from Brock, where we saw Norville rave a lot about him. And maybe there's some things that Brock does better than anybody else on the roster. Um, but you still have to learn the stuff. and And that takes time and game reps and stuff like that. I do think he'll be... He'll, he'll make a splash. I think it, it'll be similar to Brock, uh, probably even a little higher because I think Luke's the best overall prospect that they have that they brought in at quarterback, in my opinion. Um, so I think he's going to add a lot more. He's going to give you a little more juice. I don't think he'll, if you're asking for a starting position, no, I don't think he's going to be that good, but I do think he's going to push them and push other guys. And I do think he will... He will certainly flash uh, if he if everything kind of goes the way I think it will go because uh, he has the arm strength that Brock does he has he has the mobility he has everything that you're kind of looking for how he manipulates the pocket is 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 really good but there's also a learning curve for for kids that come out of high school at quarterback to college I mean it's going to take time so I'm not going to predict like a starting job or anything but I do think he will he'll have a similar if not a little bigger boom than kind of the way I think uh, things went for Brock Glenn, uh, you know, this fall, this year, so far.
1: Noel cab. I wonder if he's a fan of Cabernet Sauvignon, or maybe just drives a cab. (laughs) Okay. How is Luke senior season progressing so far? Is he living up to the ranking hike
0: hype? Well, he keeps going up in the ranking. And we talked about rankings earlier with, uh, you know, Landon Um, now Luke's all the way up to 21. Um, nationally, so uh, I'd say he's living up to the ranking. Now, as far as my personal eyes and what I see, yeah, Luke's done really well. Um, had a really good season. I think they're undefeated. Um, beat a really good Ware County team over there in uh, in Georgia that won a state championship the year before. Uh, they're they're playing really well, and and Luke's having to do a few extra different things, like more a little more running, <laughs> you know, a little more you know improvising as far as making plays, and so. I think I think he's living up to everything. I think he's as good as I think most people thought he was. And I think I think he's even showing even better kind of stuff that a lot of national, you know, analysts and stuff that evaluate him probably didn't realize he's so far along as far as a lot of areas. And a lot of that's more so passing and the way he sees the field.
1: Apparently, according to Max preps, it looks like I don't know how many games this is for. Five games that can't be five games, but they had him for like 10 touchdowns, two picks, and 812 passing yards.
0: Yeah, easiest way to follow that, guys. We have a thing called Friday Night Rewind. Oh, page of right. War Chant, it all tells right. you the stats every week. All see, right. I even got to educate Aslan, my boy. So, all I mean, right. I got to hook him up. I appreciate it. Uh, yep. Let's see here,
1: Michael, F- Michael Flynn or William Flynn, not Michael Flynn. He's okay. <laughs> that would be weird if he was watching our show, William. Flynn. Uh, good afternoon, guys. Michael, is your job easier or harder with the success the Florida State is earning?
0: Have- oh man, William, much easier. <laughs> it's always easy. We want positive stuff. We I don't like bringing people bad news. Like and and it's good for business when when and Aslan can attest to this. And in, in in the team side of things, when things are good, it's easier to uh, your product. You, you see to your people are excited about it. Fans are excited about it. You guys watching this is excited about, it. our members are excited about, it. same thing with recruiting. When you're good, everything's rolling. It's exciting. People are happy. And there's a lot of positive buzz around this program and everything they're doing. So uh, definitely uh, makes my job a lot easier. Now I'm still going to grind. I'm going to grind whether it's bad or good. It doesn't matter. I'm going to grind. You know, but I don't have to do as much uh, stuff as far as digging and stuff, other stuff like that, than I do, um, you know, when things are bad, it's kind of like it's more forced uh, when, when things are bad, but uh, when things are good, I mean, it's, it's really, it's very smooth and it's kind of just everything flows into itself. But um, but that's a good question, William.
1: By the way, amen to brother Don out there. Uh, We won't repeat what he said, but just amen, brother. Amen. Matter Daddy, Jamie French, 2025, possibility, question mark?
0: French with two Fs in his last name. Um, So, um, yeah, he's from the same school as uh, he's at over there at Mandarin High School in Jacksonville, Florida. Same school as Jamel Jones, uh, FSU's quarterback commit for 2025. He is going to visit um, FSU a few times, I've already been told. Um, He's only 2025, so... You have slow to breaks, (laughs) but I think he's very, still very open to a lot of teams. I think it certainly doesn't hurt FSU that this Alabama doesn't look like the Alabama I think we're used to seeing, you know, year in and year out. So I do think that helps them. I think certainly it helps that, you know, Chambers in his ear um, that he's going to be on campus a few times. So yeah, I would say he's a possibility. Now would I, I, I put him as a, like a flip candidate? No, not yet but I would think he's a name to pay attention to, you know, throughout the year that I think FSU can really set the bar and set the tone for, for this offense and what they're doing. So I think that's something to keep an eye on with him down the line, not so much something that's intimate that, Oh, they're going to flip him. I think Jamie's a guy that, that is, is very high on what he's seeing with this offense. And uh, certainly and the four, oh, starts great not to get on the team ran or anything, but, it would benefit them, in my opinion, to get more slot stuff going uh, in their offense. I think that will help with recruiting even more. I think kids are excited about Keon. Kids are excited about Bell and and Wilson. But I think they want to see more of this, uh, those smaller guys and see what they do in space and stuff like that. Um, so the Kai Douglases and the Dustin Hills and 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 stuff like that. So I think that will even take take this to another level with – um with their offensive recruiting and receiver recruiting if they can you'll know, kind of showcase that in the next three weeks
1: i like how i was doing the gritty but they cut it out real quick uh, yeah yeah a little bit
0: of it in there so
1: yeah man been a while since we grabbed a real big time playmaker out of jacksonville so that, that yep. was pretty cool uh i guess back to the portal a lot of corneals, come on man let's not slander our own environment here i think i think Florida state's built to playing any conference the way they're built right now. But do you think, oh, yeah. Michael, that Florida State should be hitting the defensive and offensive lines hard with possible conference change?
0: I mean, I don't think you, I don't think if you're an FSU, FSU staff, it changes kind of what your mentality is of what you want in your team, whether you're in the ACC or the SEC or you're the Big Ten. It doesn't matter. FSU's going to do what they do. Like last time I checked, they played LSU. You know, they got some pretty good big dues there. So I don't think it really should change anything of what your principles are. But I think they are hitting. If you look at the offensive line, they have, I think, four commits. Uh, and then the defensive line, there's there's defensive ends. But, yes, I, I've said many times they're going to need to ramp up the stuff with defensive tackle recruiting. They need some guys. Now, there's some guys that I think uh, they're very involved with. Nasir Johnson committed to Florida, four-star defensive tackle four-star defensive tackle, Artavious Jones. Those are two guys I know they're they're high on and, and they're hitting. You know, so have to get more of those guys in here. But I don't think you should cavitate it with, oh, possible conference change or they should change what they're doing. The FSU's not going to change what they are or what they're doing. Like Mike Norvell is not going to change who he is of the way they run the program, regardless of what conference they're in. So, uh, but I do think, you know, they're definitely hitting those both places hard. It's just, we see more of the results on the offensive line than we're seeing on the defensive tackle position. And that's something that they have to improve on. Hmm. I don't like
1: rewarding bad behavior. I think bad behavior sometimes is posting the same question three or four times in the chat, trying to like push to get it on the show. Uh, I think Seminoles FTW 23 is good people for the win. Um, I don't know, IDK. IDK, Michael, if y'all heard. But Cormani McClain having a rough time at Colorado, it's starting to seem like he might jump in the transfer portal. Is there a possibility that Mike Norvell, maybe Jay Norvell or Mike Norvell? We don't know which Norvell, (laughs) but is it a possibility that Norvell will come after him?
0: Uh, Mike Norvell, likely not. Um, I don't see that happening. I just don't see it happening. I think... There's certain fits that Mike looks for, and, and that kid ain't it um, as far as uh, what things went on in that recruitment. So I, I would be very surprised if you see FSU, like, go that direction personally. Uh, plus, I think they're doing really well in DB recruiting for high school. I talked about holes. You're not going to go into holes if you don't have a hole. You have a lot of talented you know, guys that you brought in from the previous class. I think Edwin Joseph, Conrad Hussey, I think those are guys that will – We'll certainly see a lot more of uh, throughout this year. Hopefully KJ Kirkland, you know, you know, there's several guys in there and then, you know, this year's recruiting has been outstanding. KJ Bolden, Charles Lester. There's a bunch of guys in there that are, that are really talented. I think, I don't think they have to do that. And I don't think even if they had that option open, that it would be a possibility. That's my opinion. All right. What else do we have here?
1: ML one, two, one, nine CJ
0: Hurd moving to linebacker when he comes to Florida state. I've always told CJ's told me safety all the way. Now I think you might see a combo in there where he does safety and then some Rover stuff. That's kind of something that's kind of slightly adjust to a linebacker, but overall, I think he's going to be a safety just based on the stuff they run and basically stuff that CJ's told me and the things I've heard around you know, the FSU circles. I haven't heard anything that leads me to believe, like, oh, he's definitely going to be linebacker. But I do think there's going to be some mix, you know, training in there as far as once he arrives there. But he's coming in as a safety. That's, that's kind of the best job I was told.
1: All right. For, there there's a comment on here. I was going to pop up. There it is. Tommy Jenkins. Tommy. Mad Money Michael. Is everyone going to start calling you Mad Money Michael? I guess
0: so. Triple F. I got so many nicknames. I feel like Apollo Creed, you know, when he's fighting the Russian, like before the fight. A master of disaster. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Everything.
1: Uh, All right. Most influential recruit ever for Florida State football, Michael Langston.
0: Man. Oh, man. That's tough.
1: How do we define it? Like influential? Yeah. I know. Like, creating more buzz and getting more guys on board for a, a particular recruiting class or,
0: you know, I like- will say, I will say this. I'm going to tell you some, like, cause I, it, it's hard for me to separate Charlie Ward from Chris Winkie to like James Winston, but I will show you the guys that I think changed stuff because of who they got in there. Cause they hosted them. Leon Washington, best host I've ever seen in my life. The dude is unreal. Uh, The way, I mean, his record of bringing in top tier guys was just on a ridiculous level. Um, So I think he changed a lot. And I think, too, it's like different eras when you're talking about what guys come in. I think, you know, a guy mentioned Greg Reed in there. I agree with that. I mean, Greg was very popular. There was a lot of people that were on there, um, but there was so many guys like Jameis Winston. You got to have him in there because he kind of just, he took them to another level. Um, whereas, you know, when you're going to the Chris Winkie and the, and the Charlie Ward phase, they were good for a long, long time. So to me, those two guys that stand out, I guess recently for me that really impacted people was the Jameis Winston's and the Leon Washington's of the world, just the way, they were able to bring people in. Like, I mean, just they wanted to be a part of what they were doing. Like, I've never seen a guy, and and not to, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna shy with my boy Deontay Sheffield that also played at FSU. He was unreal, like getting recruits. So, to me, that's kind of what I say when you talk about influential recruits. That's the kind of guy that, when you can bring other guys in there and to join your family.
1: I love it. I love it. No, it's a great. Great answer. I've I have nothing. To add to it, that's yep. perfect. Ray's in the house, though. Let's go. I got some. Boom, off, right, about Ray. Ray. Boom. Boom. Big
0: smashing,
1: making my ends. Ray Pereira is a pillar. In case you yep. all don't know, big money, Ray. What's calls and all of this? How did Texas a And M Texas? When did Texas a And M jump us?
0: I hey, think he's talking he about up. Texas.
1: Oh, I don't maybe think they,
0: Texas. I don't think Texas A&M's jumping anybody right now. So
1: rec- maybe it means recruiting rankings. Does Does A&M have a good class or something right now?
0: Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I, I'm confused. Nonetheless,
1: nonetheless, question from our guy Ray, which the appreciation um, cannot be overstated, man. We appreciate the heck out of you. Thank you so much, Ray. Which of our commits do you believe is a year one starter? Go Knowles. You want me to pull up the class for you, Michael?
0: I can give you one off the top of my head. Do it. The Show off. The up. kicker. The kicker. Oh come on! <laughs> hey, kickers are people too, man. It's fair. It's fair. okay. Uh, but I would say, and this might surprise some people, or it might not. I I think day one, day one, Aslan, KJ Bolden is going to be starting. Like he is so elite like they just don't have that kind of elite play at safety like what he does. Like I mean, I just think he's a game changer. Now I'm not saying I'm guaranteeing like he's going to be the greatest to ever play at FSU, but if I had to make a prediction, if if guys asking me for a prediction to pick day one starter or year one starter and say day one, year one, yeah. I would I, KJ's the guy. I would go with. Like I would go with KJ. I just I feel very good about that. That's the one I would pick.
1: I mean, listen, they're losing Renardo's gonna be gone. Ventrell's gonna be gone.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think Jarian might be gone. Uh, although I don't think Jarian has to leave, and Greedy doesn't have to leave either, I don't think.
0: Um
1: but I don't know, safety. I mean, yeah, there's there's a lot of opportunity back there. Not a bad pick. Not a bad yeah. pick, but as we have on the screen here, apparently, yeah, Texas
0: A&M has a higher rated class. Okay. Rate. Well, they probably got a commitment, Ray, uh, lately uh, they picked up. I, I do think they picked up a few guys last week, so that's probably how they jumped them. So it happens. So I don't know. So, yeah, I mean. Maybe... As far as the other other positions, um, well, you're definitely not going to have an offensive line. Defensive line, I don't see that happening, uh, you know, first-year guys. Um, Cam Davis, like could he week six find himself starting a game? Yeah, it's going to be tough because those guys have been in there so long. And that boot room is so good. Um, I just – does does kickoff returns starting on kickoff returns count? <laughs> I mean, yeah, as a right starter. Right. I mean, so you might have some guys there that I could think you could see, like a Charles Lester or somebody like that. No, you're right. <clears> though, man. I mean,
1: K.J. Bowling's the answer. There's a reason why he's got that red plus next to his name. Right? Mm-hmm. So
0: Yeah, he's special, and I just think um, that's the guy I'd go with if I was picking one. Hey, Ray. Good one, Gray. We'll see you soon, brother. I think he
1: might be coming back down from the Miami game. We'll be in Houston for the national championship game.
0: There you go. Lost. There you crossed. go. I like it.
1: Um, Young Seminole. How are we looking for Xavier Mincy?
0: Yeah, it's a Mincy out of Daytona Beach mainland. i still think there's work to do. He's going to be going back to Florida, but he's also going to visit Florida State. I'm told in the next three weeks. Um, so I think he does want to check out FSU again. Um, I think Florida and Miami are, are probably the leaders in that. Um, young, I think there's probably a better chance with a guy like Kai Bates, uh, or either Orlando Edgewater or, uh, or others. Um, but they're still working it, but I think it's going to take some time and, and there's work to do is catch up with those guys. So I'd say Florida and Miami and probably you know, Florida is the leader.
1: Um, I didn't want to interrupt you because you're on such a good heater there, but I did feel like I had to maybe speak up for the uh, the old heads. I, didn't you know out here? I, thought, I thought YouTube's for the children. Um, cool. Who has old heads here talking about Ron Simmons? Because what I've heard from so many people, like you know Corey, who knows you know the history of Florida State inside and out, was that like the Ron Simmons commitment back in the day, that was a real big kind of eye opener nationally for people about Florida State. It was like, yeah, I mean, if if he is considering Florida State. Uh, obviously Florida State now is completely thought about differently than they were in nineteen seventy, whatever it was. Yeah, maybe.
0: and it's it's also you're talking about a question that's loaded that could take in a number of ways. You said influential. So when I say influential, I mean guys that are gonna help bring others into the program. So well he know, did. I, think, I mean
1: him, him coming to Florida States would, you know, yeah, people. Yeah, think I'm, I'm
0: sure yeah, and like I said, it's different eras when you talk about it. like the Ron Simmons era in the eighties. Um I was born in '71, so obviously I know who Ron Simmons is and when he played. But um, you had had a lot of different, you know, different guys that came in different times. Sammy Smith, Larry Key, you know, uh, a lot of different guys in the '80s and the '90s. Uh, certainly, Derek Brooks—that's uh, a big time one, I, I think, as far as influence. So, I think it really just depends on different eras. And if you, no matter what you say, there's always going to be one that you leave out. Yeah, that's true.
1: Uh, Seminole's FTW 23 is back. Is there any chance Floresay flips Jeremiah Smith? Yes. Next question. (laughs) Yeah,
0: Yeah, it's definitely the one. That's the number one want. And uh, certainly he's going to visit FSU for the Miami game. Um, He's going to take an official visit to FSU. And certainly a guy I think you'll see on campus often.
1: All right. Uh, Our guy Antoine said that he asked about Kai Bates earlier. You just mentioned him a second ago there, Michael. Is he more coveted or...
0: Jamari Howard I think they want both of them Antoine so I don't think it really matters uh, who's coveted more or isn't I I think both of them are highly coveted I think um, probably with Kai he can play a little bit he's a little more versatile where I think you can use him at safety and corner I think more Jamari's more you know straight corner I think Jamari FSU leads for him I like where they sit and then with Kai, I think that's a name uh, that I put in my five to watch to keep an eye on. I think that's a guy that you will likely see FSU get a visit from um, during this season. I have not been told a date or anything, but um, I, I, I think that's kind of the, the two guys. But I, I wouldn't just like it, make it as a or or whatever, because I think there's going to be a spot for either one of those guys if they say yes to FSU.
1: Oh, we did mention, or you mentioned uh, a player out there on the uh, the Daytona area. So, uh, James Mass was wondering, what effect could LJ McRae have on Zay Mincy?
0: I mean, I, I look, I, I've i talked to them about this uh, previously that they would like to go to the same school, but I don't think it's going to be an effect one way. other. I think they're going to make their own the individual decisions, and, and if it meshes right, then they'll, hey, they're cool to go to the same school, but I don't think it's like a, oh, they're guaranteed to go to the same school. Like it's just one goes to the other school, one goes to the other. I mean, I think it'll help whatever school LJ picks um, certainly will help. Um, But I don't think it's like, you know, a package deal. If that's that's what you're asking. I think it's – they're very – they're looking at different things that's important to them. And I think outside of that, I think it's – I think it's really just uh, both of them are individual recruitments that – I mean, if you look at it, you know, the similar teams on there are, are are the big three, FSU, Miami, and, you know, in Florida. Outside of that, I mean, there's some different schools on there from a uh, Mincy, and there's some different schools on his list for McRae. so I think it just varies for each one of them.
1: Let's get back to flipping cats. Halston, JoJo Trader, can he be flipped?
0: I, I'd say not likely for me when I look at that one, just – I think I won't get into the personal stuff, but I think he would prefer uh, rather stay at home, close to home um, for his family um, for, for reasons that are important to him. Um, So that's why I think he will ultimately stick there. Um, I think FSU still recruiting him. They'll, they'll get an official visit. They'll do stuff, but I think ultimately he'll probably just, uh, you know, he will stick with Miami. um, But I think it's a much better shot with Jeremiah personally. When I look at Jeremiah Smith, I think uh, certainly FSU and Miami are both in there, but I think if he's going to flip, if Jeremiah flips, I think it would be to FSU based on you know what the intel I have. If he didn't go to Ohio State, I would be surprised if it's not FSU next in line.
1: Let's keep it down there in South Florida. Let's go to our guy Marlon in Miami. Michael, when <laughs> will we see
0: you down in South Florida? Well, I was, I've been down there like a few times already. I was down there in Chaminade. I went to their game, uh, obviously, when they played uh, St. Francis. And <clears throat> I will be down there again probably, I want to say a month, maybe a month or so. Hmm. Um, so I might be down there again, hopefully, in a month, uh, Marlon. Hopefully, I see you down there. Uh, um, I had fun last time. You know, got to see my brother and family. So um, hope to see you guys in a month. But uh, we'll see how the schedule kind of lines up, but that's kind of my plan to be over there in a month or so.
1: I've got you here, Michael. Let me, let me, let me ask a question. Mm-hmm. Um, it happened like as Corey and I were recording the podcast one day, but somebody was, or maybe we we're doing a live show. Okay, Now yeah, we're doing a live show and someone's like Armando Blunt just committed to Miami and he just reclassified. And it was like, what, 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 like, <laughs> Like, first, like, come into Miami, like, ouch, and then, like, he he he, he reclassified? Like, what's what's the latest on him? Is, is Florida State still a player for Blunt, or is he pretty locked into Miami right
0: now? He hasn't reclassified, first of all. Okay. Like, Thanks, it God. hasn't happened yet. It hasn't happened yet. Now, I did give some tidbits of that, uh, of what, that, do I think it's a possibility? Yes, I do think he could possibly classify, reclassify to 2024. But... You know, I've talked to his mom a lot. Uh, we've chatted a lot. Um, sweet lady, awesome lady. Foul Blunt, shout out to you if you're watching, whatever, whatever. But um, I think I think it's far, far from out. Like, I mean, FSU is still very high on his list. He was comfortable with Miami of what he's seeing. I'm told, like, he's going to visit FSU a few times for games. Um, that's a guy that they certainly – have not waved the white flag in any slight form on anything. Um, they're on him hard. Um, so I don't think that's changed. I think there's going to be multiple visits. And as his mom told me, because she was kind of emotionally shook up, because obviously she wants him at Florida State. She's a big pro-Florida State person. Um, she said, you know, it's not over till the ink dries. So, uh, you know, the pen hits the paper and, and stuff like that. So I think there's still – a good portion to go in that recruitment when he actually starts taking visits and checks out these schools. So I think he's very much in play. So um, just to answer the Amando Blunt, that's kind of where things are at with him.
1: You know, you got to win Miami, man. Like you got to get a couple of those guys Mm -hmm. on your side, not to only keep them away from the university of Miami, but Mm -hmm. just to bolster who you are, like, you know, I don't know how good Miami is or isn't this year, uh, but like watching a couple of their games and you hear the way the broadcasters are talking about certain players. Cause that's what the coaches are telling them in the pre-production meeting. Right. I mean, like, that, that Miami team seems really happy with Nigelic Kelly and Wesley Basante, uh, mm-hmm. which I don't, I don't even know if that's a way to pronounce his last name, but we, that's the way we've said it for a year. So sorry, Wesley, <laughs> okay. but like, you know, like, Man, take those guys away from Miami and put them on this roster. Yeah, and you're like, hmm, like yep. now we're really, really, really cooking.
0: Yep, exactly. And that, and can't, and, and can't that's why, like, you some of these guys, you have got to though. You got to get some of them, and I think this is one little. It's a little different. Why I really pay attention because this usually it's kind of the family. There's somebody in the family that's kind of pro Miami. Where this one, it's all FSU. Like the person that's the decision maker. She loves FSU. I mean, really loves FSU. So, um, certainly, uh, you know, when they take visits and go through all this stuff, um, she's going to be an influence. I would say in in the recruitment. Um, but um, yeah, I think it's going to be. Uh, I think it's far from over, and it's certainly a battle that FSU's not backing down. They're not slowing down. Um, they're not. They're not. They're not messing around. They're not. They're not going to say, "Oh well, you got him committed." We're just going to. No, they're on him hard you know, they're going to push hard for Armando. And if he does reclassify, it's going to get really crazy because he's got, she's already told me he's going to take official visits. He's going to go to several places. So either way, whether it's 2025 or 2024, I think it's going to be a recruitment that has, has several stages to it.
1: 45 minutes through the show. Got another quarter hour to go. Hit the thumbs up, folks, if you could, while you're here not for me but for Michael look look at him look how hard he's working for you grinding away all the information Scott is giving you
0: Scott Jones says I look tired like I'm not tired Scott that, I'm good that's man rude. that's rude Scott he does not look I'm, tired He looks youthful. I'm, vibrant. I'm, I'm I'm good I'm like I feel like 20 years old younger I'm I'm good man uh Demetrius out there wonders do
1: you feel that look lewayne McCoy will sign with Florida State Michael
0: I feel confident today that he would sign with FSU that that's my answer Demetrius um uh, I feel pretty good. I feel a lot better than I did probably 3 months ago. Um I do think he will sign with FSU. I think um I think they did a, a much better job of just the communication with the recruits and, and the coaches and and I think too just the product on the field's really kind of solidified after the LSU game. I think that really just knocked that apart. So I think um yeah, I feel pretty confident that he would sign with FSU.
1: You said 3 months, Michael, has it been a change in uh, approach, or is he one of the guys that wanted to see this team really look? I mean, they obviously looked better last year, but was it the importance of maybe a few of these big wins? Something that would contribute more into his decision making?
0: You think? I think it's more being in the class included, where you ha- you're talking to the other commits that are in there. I think it was more than that. uh It was more about that than it was, hey, FSU's not showing. I mean, Dossie, he's really good with, and I think, and then to, I do think that first game kind of really. You said yeah. Dossie. It's fine. Or, he's not Duke. tired, everybody. I promise yeah. he's not tired. <laughs> you got me going in a hundred different ways, guys. Dugan, sorry. Yeah. Um, By the way, I love you, LD. Love you, LD. Um, But, yeah, I just think with uh, McCoy, um, once, you know, they got that first big win and, and just the relationship kind of kept, you know, going higher and higher, it was just everything was so much stronger. I think that's kind of the reasons behind it.
1: Jay Raider, uh, Zion Johnson, Newton High, Georgia. Kid is electric. Twenty twenty-five. Any thoughts? Any word on whether or not the staff is on him? Let's
0: do it, man. Let's do some evaluating, man. Ooh, Let's do it. Right. Let's do something live, do live rough evaluations with Michael yep. Langston. I know the name, but I want to. I want to watch it. Um, see some stuff. All right,
1: five three, nine one seventy-five. Apparently, Kentucky hot on his trail. Four star. Um, We'll, we'll turn now and see if I can find some huddle film of this young man. There we go. So it, it's out there. It's a beautiful thing.
0: Another slot guy.
1: Mm. Love the slot I mean, guys. Hey, running back. Somebody was asking, okay. do you think the wide okay. receiver room has gone too crowded? That might be uh Come up here shortly, but let's check it All out. Right. here we go. Here we go. Okay. He's fast. Okay, that's electric. Yep.
0: He hits the edge wow. good. He's wow. fast. You got Who's he
1: playing against, though? Yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, you got me on speed, Jay. I think uh, speed-wise, I, I like what I'm seeing. Okay. He's pretty smooth. Okay.
1: That was pretty absurd. Breaking there you in. go. Was,
0: fighting up, look at that. I, I wasn't that. a
1: small guy that he broke the tackles off. Of. All right. Uh, Coach Yak, where are you at?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Coach Yak's <laughs> going to be watching this later. Uh, but, yeah. yeah, they love speed. So, yeah, I think this is a guy they would probably uh, – You'll look into, Jay. I mean, based on what I'm seeing, I mean, I mean, I like how he absorbs contact on on one guy. Now, we're not seeing multiple contact of what he absorbs, but – and then the speed. I mean, it's just electric. He's really good at seeing the blocks and how they set up. So, yeah, it's good. Right. Looks good to me.
1: Let's see what we can do. I want one of these kids to work out one time, man. I want just like this one <laughs> man that none of us have heard of. And we talk about him on the show, and then he gets recruited, and then like two I years later, I think this is one.
0: I think this is one. I think this is the one. Okay. I think, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, we'll see. You got 80,
1: hope. you got 85 scholarships guys. What's going to hurt to give him one. You know, that's yeah. all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Um, Jay rare says Westlake tape from last week. I don't have access to that. Maybe it's on uh, the huddle, but this, I pulled up his, his season highlights. So we appreciate you bringing that to us, Jay. Thank you, man. Yep. Good stuff. Um, do you know about a, a Foley receiver? I don't know if he's, his last name's Foley or is he from Foley, Alabama? But Roy Williams, not the former head coach of Kansas and North Carolina. <laughs> That's, a I, me, about, That's a new one to me,
0: dude. That's a new one to me. You got to give me names, guys. You got to give me cities, and um, you got to give me kind of a a name, a first name. Just one.
1: Elijah, Elijah Bo Barnes. Do we know this guy?
0: Yeah, Elijah Bo Barnes. He's out of Skyland, Texas. Uh, four-star um, linebacker. I hope people love that. And he was very high on what, I mean, if you go read the recruit reactions from all the ones we put up for the FSU-Clemson game, he was very high on what, what he saw from the FSU program. He ha- is going to be over there at Texas uh, this weekend for their game against Kansas, uh, battling unbeatens, but um, he's a guy that's very, he's very interested in FSU, and I know most cases you'd say, oh, Texas all the way because they're playing good and they're they're playoff contenders, but. He's very close with um, the new guy they added, that linebacker um, from the last year's class. Dylan Brown-Turner? Yes, yes, Dylan Brown-Turner. They are very close. Um, So I think this is a kid to keep your eye on for 2025. Um, FSU staff loves him a lot. He spent two days at FSU uh, for one of their camps. Um, uh, He said this really – I mean, you could tell how much it jumped out to him. And um, so I think FSU is probably the team that, that is on his mind the most. Not a bad film. Whoa. Whoa. Oh,
1: whoa. <laughs> He's out of bounds and the play's over and they're circling him. Okay. Why are
0: you highlighting the guy hitting somebody late out of bounds? <laughs>
1: oh, wasn't, it wasn't late. He just showing that he, he doesn't take any guff. We like that. <laughs> um, power power RN2, any information on Jordan Seaton,
0: an offensive lineman? Yeah, he's one that um, he he said he wants to visit FSU and Colorado. He visited Colorado last week and had a good time. Alabama, Ohio State are teams that are considered the favorites, but I think FSU is is a team to keep an eye on too because he visited FSU in the spring. He's seen what they're doing on the field. He's It's a place he wants to see. I would say around probably the Miami game that you see him you know, take an official to FSU. That's my opinion. That's based on what I've heard, um, you know, just talking and, and talking with different people. So, you know, that's one to keep an eye on, but I think that's where things stand. Alabama, Ohio State are teams that I hear the most. And then after that, it's FSU. I hear them a lot. along with Colorado. So definitely a guy that I think will, you will see on campus. Kind of one of those new names I talked about, you know, that you're going to see a lot of new names, or names you haven't seen in a long time visit FSU that maybe visit really early in the spring. And then you'll see them, you know, for a visit weekend, whether it's the Duke weekend or Syracuse or Virginia tech or even the Miami weekend. So I think there's going to be a lot of prospects that are kind of hadn't visited in a while that people will see. So, and um, certainly something to keep an eye on with definitely seating uh, down the line
1: going to pop up this kid couldn't find any information on him okay cool ranch the lesser of the dorito flavors mike is cam davis closer to jock patrick
0: or james wilder i don't think he's like either one of them but <laughs> it's like uh, i guess closer to jock Wes because he's more you know nimble uh and more explosive uh, as far as like his twitchy moment movement um, so I think Cam's a little more more twitchy than either one of those guys, but I would say closer to Jock West. Um James is more like a straight line, pound you, you'll beat you up. You know, he wasn't known for like his you know, his elusive nimbleness. I mean, that wasn't his game. All right. Toby Passmore. O's main Crona, Lee County, speak. Phenomenal. Phenomenal player um i expect fsu to be going to see him tomorrow by the way if you guys didn't know coaches are going to be on the road tomorrow and friday and probably saturday some um kit teams that are playing high school on saturday i'm sure they're going to see some saturday kids on saturday this is one kid that they will go see um on thursday and this is a kid they like a lot and i saw this kid in person play Cockwit, um ran for like man had to be 172 yards and like um two touchdowns and this kid is like he is massive like this he is from huge. Colquitt this is
1: against yes. Colquitt this year yep. I think actually.
0: yep that's the game I was at uh down the sidelines I was that was like nine seconds were left on the clock for the half uh Vaseline do you believe oh. they didn't <laughs> prevent defense on that play it was like it was really it was surprising but um really powerful great feet um Reminds me of Eddie George when you watch him, just so so much power and, and speed uh, all together. Um, but he's a guy that likes FSU a lot, likes Georgia a lot. You know, Georgia FSU is the two teams I've heard the most frequent with Osmane. I mean, he is just so powerful. I mean, as you could see that run, they had him for a two yard loss, and then all of a sudden he's gone. Like he's like it takes like three guys to bring this dude down. Like he's he's very good. Bro, he wears
1: 32. I love it. I love it, man. He's like, he's like O.J. Simpson. I mean, you know, the good O.J. part of O.J.
0: And a very good receiver. Like, that's the thing. You know, we you talk about power and stuff, but you don't usually see guys with power that they put at receiver as much, and they play him a lot in the slot where they throw him the ball. Like, he gets the ball a lot. You know, so uh, I think they love using him, just throwing the ball, and here's an instance where I'm talking about. I mean, they just – They like getting him out in space because of speed and just the separation he gets on route. So, yeah, definitely uh, for me, one of the best in in 2025, for sure. Uh, Demetrius Shaw inquiring about Tyler Atkinson. Yeah, I think that's a 2026 defensive lineman. Um, Oh, come on, Demetrius. I think 2026.
1: Come on, man. Come on, Demetrius.
0: (laughs) And he's like, um, you know, very. He, it's another one not to repeat what i'm saying but fsu georgia but he has a personal feelings about fsu he grew up liking them tyra loves the program he's very high on odell um so that's a guy that i think he's a guy to keep an eye on that you know could be uh really good but another georgia fsu battle i feel like i'm doing this like every prospect but uh, i guess that's a good thing when you're battling georgia for a lot of top prospects because you know they've been on top for so long but yeah that's one to, to watch for with FSU. He will visit also for the Miami game. So um, certainly uh, a guy you'll see on those FSU sidelines uh, probably several times this year.
1: All right, winding things down here. Get your questions in. Uh, speak now, forever hold your peace. Uh, let's go to our guy, Nick Castagna. Do you think if Florida State gets Cam Coleman on campus, they can work a flip? Seem to be a knoll before he committed to Jimbo. Maybe pair him with
0: Jeremiah. <laughs> yeah, that would be a dream scenario, Nick. But I don't think you're pairing anybody. I don't think you're getting two five-star physical receivers together. Uh, yeah, that's a good dream scenario. But uh, if you get one of them, I think FSU would be ecstatic. I mean, that's kind of the plan. Get one more, I think, big-time receiver, and I think they will be fine with with the receiver class. But uh, yeah, I mean, they get Cam Coleman on campus. Um, anything can happen. But I don't. I didn't. I don't get. I didn't get the sense, Nick, that they he was getting ready to commit to FSU. I would probably say Auburn and then it was FSU, but I don't think, I think FSU was really high on his list. Um, So yeah, I mean, if you get him on campus, you know, we've seen what FSU does as far as hosting. He's impressed with this offense. He worked out at one of the Seminole showcases. So we know he likes, uh, he he wants to be around this program. I always take that a lot more as long when the guys work out for those Mm -hmm. Seminole showcases. So he did do that. Um, there's certainly a genuine interest in Norvell and and certainly a genuine interest to what they're doing on the field. That's a big deal. But he also likes, you know, kind of what they're you know, going to do at, at Texas A&M. But, yeah, if he did open it up, I think that's a guy that we would immediately circle. And I definitely think he's kind of one of those guys I mentioned earlier that guys that haven't visited in a while. I think that's the guy that you'll probably see on the FSU camp at some point this year, but um, it will take some work. I mean, it's not just uh, Hey, he's visiting campus. We're going to flip him. I don't think it's like Jeremiah where there's been consistent visits over and over. So I do think if cam visits, you probably need to do another visit. Then it gets kind of really serious. Um, but I just think there's work to do with cam.
1: I wonder if Greg Turner's guys cams confused
0: or if he did meet <laughs> cam Coleman. I don't
1: know. There's a lot. There's, a, There's lot a lot
0: of, them. of so, uh, Coleman's a popular last name. So yeah. it is what it is. I, I explained it anyway. So there you go. Uh,
1: most underrated recruit <laughs> 24 class matter. Daddy wonders. He says BJ Gibson.
0: All right. Let's look at the list. As long pulled up. BJ yeah. is definitely at the top. One of the top ones for me. Right. Um, I agree with that one. I, I just want to see the list. Cause there might be somebody I'm forgetting. Right. Uh, it's rolled on down kind of zoom in a little bit yep going down those those are the top top tier ones <laughs> how, how do they even how do they sort are they
1: sorted by their i mean it's because it's not alphabetical and it's not i think it's just
0: I, it looks ranking? like yeah i don't know because it's not you first you would say you see kj at the top and you're like okay it's sorted by like who's highest ranked but it's not because then, because then you got Luke and Luke's higher than Landon. So I don't know. I think I th- it's I, this number, whatever okay. this
1: number indicates. Okay.
0: I think that's what it is. Okay. Well, okay. going down, damn, let's, damn let's, let's go yet. Yeah. So far, I, I would agree with the BJ Gibson one, you know, based on what I've seen.
1: Hard to call a four star underrated, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, all well, the BJ's four star and on, on three. It
0: looks like I would say BJ. I, I'll go with yeah. you, Matter. I mean, I, I I like the BJ Gibson pick. Um, the, I I would say this because I want to be fair. I want to pick my own too. BJ Gibson or Jaden Parrish? those would be my two. Like I I absolutely love watching Jaden Parrish. You know, when I watch the film and I watch the game films, heat sinking missile guy gets to the ball really quick. Um, just explosive! Does so many things. Plays offense too. He scored three touchdowns in one game. Um, they they are not afraid to use their athlete. And I really really am impressed with Jaden Parrish. I mean, I am shocked really that that kid's not a four star yet. Like at, at this point, um, just love his game. Uh, I love his athletic ability. I love how he gets off blocks. Just a fun kid to watch when you watch him play football. And there's no there's no surprise that. You know, several teams were trying to get in there, I think, early on. You know, heard a lot about Auburn and Penn State, but I think FSU was the best at getting in there the earliest. And 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 obviously Randy Shannon had a big part in that recruitment. But um that's the kid I, I if you're asking me for a surprise in the class, that's a guy I think will have a have a great career at FSU. I think he just fits you have know, that linebacker core, what they're looking for.
1: Um all right, we've hit it. Top of the hour. I just, you know, let's let's do everything here by the book. <laughs> let's be kind. Let's be uh <laughs> considerate. Let's ask for permission and consent. But can anybody in Miami get a better photo of our guy Jamari I'm, flag? I, I'm with you, man. Can anybody? I, I mean, anybody down there just to be like, hey, Mr. Flag, do you mind take your photo real quick with my phone? I'm gonna send it to all in three so that your database photo can be updated. I, mean, when I, go to, like
0: I will make this promise, Aslan, when I go to South Florida. I will get up with Jamori and I will get a picture. I will get a headshot, a right. real perfect headshot. It'll be, it'll be best. We just want to see your awesome face, Jamori. That's, that's the only thing Aslan's saying.
1: Yeah, man. So all I want. Um, I don't know. Pete Mercer. Hi guys. Great show. Did you guys like the turntables from Gene? I didn't see that. Is that what a joke miss-
0: or something? What am joke. I missing?
1: I don't know. I feel like I might have just got punked or something. Who knows? <laughs> I feel like I'm, I'm missing a joke that uh, I'm supposed to know. Yeah. All right. That's a wrap for us. Uh, shout out to all of you for being here and joining us and asking great questions. I think Michael just went through literally probably 30 prospects in about an hour. <laughs> yeah. Um, hit the thumbs up, please. Be kind of you. Uh, shout out to our guy, Ray. Pillar Ray. Ray Palera. Maybe instead of calling Pereira, she called Palera like pillar. Oh, I like that. Maybe, I like maybe. that we're workshopping it he's a pillar he's up on here uh shout out to our guy matt lasser also who's been in the chat
0: i think Matt's, everything
1: down he's gonna think, type this all out for the for yeah
0: the, yeah i think he's uh, gonna do a recap do it matt you're awesome man had fun with matt we went to colquitt yesterday and he put together a lot of the stuff he he put together the car thing uh I, I just did the easy stuff just interview him get it done um, but Matt did a great job putting it together. He's going to have the Landon Thomas one coming up and a few other notes. So shout out to Matt, man. If you aren't following him on Twitter, you need to Matt Lassier. That's the guy to follow. He's awesome. But it's just, it's Lassier, Matt. Yeah, whatever. Last name. Well, I'm just saying, I'm just clarifying. Just, just Clarify. put in ser- the search. You'll get it.
1: Shout out to the boss. He's out here working on a Thursday on a Wednesday night, um, Apparently he's bought us turntables. Gene says he's checked in. I have I haven't seen the crew yet to give out the turntables.
0: Oh, Okay. I, like like, are we, are we gonna... gonna mix? Are we gonna mix music? Like, I'm 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 liking it. I'm liking Absolutely. it. I'm not hating it, Gene. So, cool.
1: What's going on over on the PRB, Michael? What should people uh, expect? Why should they hop over to WarChain here in the next few days during the off week?
0: Yeah, we have one more feature. I'll do. Uh, I'll I'll do some travel in one more day, and then we'll do a little feature, and then um. Certainly, we'll have a lot, a lot more coming up. I'll, I'll, we'll answer your questions. I'll get to those later tonight, and then I'll also probably do. um, I'm going to do a junior breakdown of 2025, like five prospects for each class, you know, for offense and defense. So I think uh, that's something that I'm going to be working on uh, coming up either this week or next week, guys. So that's kind of my next thing, and then, and then get ready. Like I said, guys, I'm getting ready, getting ready for that. Finally, FSU gets to host a host weekend for recruits. So I expect some significant guys to be on those lists, and I'll be all over it. And Matt will be all over it, and we'll knock it out for you guys. And, um, you know, like I said, as I said at the start of this broadcast, hit the like button, always promote these things. Uh, we'll have a lot more recruiting stuff coming up for you guys uh, later this week. I got
1: a bone-in rib. Eye. I'm going to start marinating now. A little too late. I should have done it before we started the show, but I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be good. I don't know why I said that, but I just want everybody to know that I'm having a good night. <laughs> I'm, I'm having good,
0: I'm a good steak, and y'all aren't having it. So, uh, yeah, just, he's just letting you know.
1: Michael, thanks for doing this, man. We appreciate all the knowledge.
0: Absolutely, buddy. No problem.
1: Have a great one, everybody. Hit the thumbs up on the way out.